0: Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. I'm so excited about today's show. I got some good brothers with me today. Y'all can come on camera if y'all want, but um, got some good brothers with me today. This is going to be an amazing show. I'm I'm excited tonight um, because we're going to be covering some topics tonight. Um, that I believe are important for a couple of reasons uh, tonight. Um, before I introduce um, the my, my, my panel tonight, I want to talk about the questions that we're going to be answering tonight from a biblical perspective. You guys, for anybody that follows the Path of Revelation podcast, y'all already know um, how I get down. My goal is always to approach every topic from a biblical perspective. Um, the title of the slogan of the show is where the culture meets scripture. And so, um, my goal is always to, uh, approach whatever topic it may be from a biblical perspective. So we can, um, pursue the mind and heart of Christ. And so tonight we're going to be talking tonight about, um, the law, the Sabbath and, and, um, answering the question, was the Sabbath a command from the beginning? Um, We're also going to be talking about are we commanded to keep the Sabbath under the new covenant? Um, And then we're going to talk about is grace a license to live lawless? Is grace a license to live in sin? And so before we get into the topics tonight, um, I want to just thank everyone who has been showing the podcast support. Um, if you if this is your first time um, watching the Path of Revelation podcast, make sure you subscribe if you're watching via YouTube or um, follow me on Facebook or, or any of these brothers that I'm about to introduce as well because they have amazing um, content themselves. And so I'm excited about tonight. I want to start off by introducing uh, my guest. And I'm gonna work from the left to the right, and then so I got my brother Michael Sims with me tonight. Amen. It's been a while since all of us has been on a live together, but I'm excited. I think it's been almost like a year and a half. But Michael Sims, um, powerful man of God. Um, I'm I'm always inspired by his post and and his testimony. He has an amazing testimony. Um, I'm not sure if it'll come up tonight, um, but um, he used to identify in the Hebrew Israel, Israelite doctrine and um, the Lord, by his grace um, pulled him out of that. And so, um, Michael, man, sh- share some words with the people, man. Tell people about yourself. What, what you got going on, man?
1: Man, nothing much, really, man. Just just staying focused Um, being really, really um, um business focused and, and just fellowshipping with other brothers and sisters in the faith. Um evangelizing whenever whenever i get some time and you know just stand under the radar really right now um just posting whenever i can whenever the lord inspires me or or um i think I, I have a word that might help somebody um i might throw something out there but but yeah just i'm glad to be here glad to be fellowshipping with these brothers man these these brothers are definitely powerful brothers i respect in the faith that are doctrinally sound you know um so yeah
0: Yes. What's up? Thank you, man. So to his or to his left, however you seeing it next, my brother, Adrian Alexander, man. What's up, brother? Man, greet the people, man. Listen, Adrian is is an awesome man. I, I can say this about everybody that's on here tonight, but Adrian, that's my guy. Um a a love a lover of of God's word man so it's always a pleasure to have him on whenever I can but Adrian man go ahead and greet the people tell the people a little bit about yourself man we can't hear you
1: sorry about
2: that all right so good to have everybody on here again Um, uh, definitely glad to always talk about the Bible Uh, my favorite thing to talk about and just you know um, just here to really shed light on truth, biblical truth. And of course, you know, I believe the same thing Mike said, you know, the people in here respect and are biblically sound as well. And uh, I really think people are going to get blessed by this. And I'm just here to do my part and make sure that God uses us so people can learn and continue to carry out his mission.
0: Amen. Thank you. And we got Chris Gillum, my brother, apologist, minister, elder in the faith. Man, Chris, man, greet the people, man. What's going on with you? Nothing much, man. What's going on? Uh, Glad to be on with the bros. Uh,
3: It's just a good thing that we can actually dive into such important topics. Uh, It's sweeping our generation right now, uh, pulling people away or swaying them to and fro uh, regarding the faith. So I think it's important for us to actually, uh, actually dive into these things and uh, hopefully let God be glorified in what we say.
0: Amen. And I got my brother, Minister Des Ingram. I didn't think Des was going to be able to get on to around 10 o'clock because he's serving at his church. I think you had, you had to teach Bible study tonight, man. So it's a pleasure to have him on from the jump because man, we most definitely um, love your insight, man. And, and I'm looking forward to hearing um you you um break out the word and just explain um to the people man as well man but um des man greet the people man tell the people a little bit about yourself what you got going on man
4: grace and peace to everybody to the to the brethren uh I think it's been about a year and a half since we did something together, man. So it's always love to uh, to everyone here, man. Uh, but not much, man. Just uh, you know, working, serving, man, uh, and just trying to get back in this thing, man, to try to equip uh, equip some believers and challenge the unbeliever, man. I think uh, what we're doing today is to glorify God. I'm I'm the least of y'all, so I'm gonna let y'all carry me to the finish line.
0: <laughs> we're not about to start doing this, man. That's that's why. Hey, I'm just here to take notes, man. I'm I'm sitting amongst greatness tonight.
4: <laughs> where, where, no. Where's the elder Mike Holloway?
0: Now to go in. No, I'm joking. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, but listen, man. I'm excited tonight, man. Um, before we get into the first question, um, I want to greet um people that say, "What's up? What's up, BC?" My brother, always a pleasure uh chopping it up with you when you dive in, uh jump in, man, and tune in. My brother Lamar, man, God bless you, man. And um listen, um I want to I want to hop right into it, man, and, and really ask the question. So we're gonna be asking the question: Was the Sabbath a command from the beginning? We're also gonna be dealing with are we commanded to keep the Sabbath under the new covenant and then we're also gonna jump into is grace a license to live lawless but let me ask you guys this before we before we even dive into um oh my bad vc my sister sorry. <laughs> my bad <laughs> before we before we even um dive into this let me ask you guys why why is this topic even important? Why? Why? Like, because some people might be like, "Man, th- you know this? Wh- why? You know, you guys are talking about the Sabbath. Like, it's not even that big of a deal. Like, why is this topic even important? Talking about the Sabbath and is grace a license to sin? Is a, is a, is the Sabbath a command? Why is this topic even
4: important?" Man, uh, I think like for example, day I was at work and uh, one of my coworkers, um, she was talking about. How on another shift at work, uh, there are some Hebrew Israelites, it's a whole family, actually. And she was talking about how, you know, she read the Bible, she prays Jesus. And the lady stopped her was like, you know, you can't even call him Jesus. You need to call him Yeshua, right? Don't you know you need to keep the Sabbath day and you need to keep these laws? So the, uh, my coworker said, she said, Des, you know, I went home crying because I feel like I've been lied to, but I feel like now I'm going to hell because I don't keep these laws. And... Today God uh, opened up the door where I was able to minister the gospel and kind of refute those claims, but it just shows you that man, this stuff, not just uh Sabbath keeping, but trying to people were trying to put people back under the Mosaic law. Um, this is a thing that's sweeping. Whether it's the Hebrew roots movement or the Hebrew Israelite movement, this is a problem. And uh, we need to be equipped to, to uh answer these things. Yeah, I, you know. Well
2: go
1: ahead,
2: Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike
1: for like foundational reasons. You know, like the gospel, Christ, this is our foundation, and a misunderstanding of that will like like Brother Des said, will lead people back under under the law. It's a denial of the power of God, which I know we're gonna we're gonna get into a lot of scriptures um later on, but man, it's it's very serious because we see a lot of scriptures where um Paul, for example, gives heavy rebuke to those who who desire to be under the law, those who are requiring others to to adhere to a lot of those ordinances that were under the, under the law, so um yeah, and I'm sure we're gonna get into that as well. So I'm not even gonna speak too much on it, but yeah, that's that's why it's so important. It's foundational. It's like this is the faith, you know, like this is where we stand. Yeah. stand race. We don't stand on law. You know what I mean? So yeah.
2: I agree. I agree. I think it's I and mean, this is so critical because. We need to recognize that from the Old Testament to the New Testament, that this is a forward, a, a forward progression and it's a forward progression towards something. Um, I always say the, the Old Testament is the gospel in, in hidden form, Um, you know, it's leading to something and as uh, it's leading to something ultimately is leading to a work that was ultimately completed in the New Testament, but we have to make sure that we're not reverting people back to a work that was already done. And we don't want to take away from the work that was already done by taking people back because Jesus was always showing how the work was pointing towards his ultimate work. So this is a progression to something better uh, for the sake of mankind.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so that, um, I think all of, I think all of the responses are amazing and and, and on point. And I think that, would you guys say that, um, this topic is, is so important because by taking things out of context, would you say that it is an, an attack on the gospel or, or am I going too far to say that?
3: It's absolutely an attack on the gospel. Um, when you, because the issue is what did God say? I think that's why it's so important because if like God, like we, everybody knows God addressed the Sabbath and, and and God established the Sabbath. And so, um, and everybody knows it was a command that must be kept perpetually. And we'll talk more about that, but, um, if, if if I say that you don't have to keep it and then somebody else shows you a scripture that says you do have to keep it, somebody's lying. And so we got to
0: figure out who that is. Right, right. So so the, here's the argument. And I can play the devil's advocate or in some instances, somebody some other people may not consider this the devil's advocate, but let's just say if I said the argument that I often hear is, well, the Sabbath um, was was established from the beginning, you know, um, because often, you know, we talk about, hey, we're no longer under the Mosaic um, law or the Mosaic covenant. Um, and then the argument is, well, Christians, the Sabbath was established in the beginning. So let me ask you guys this question. What's the Sabbath a command from the beginning? And and let me just say this too. I have no problem with someone observing Sabbath. You know, I've observed the Sabbath plenty of times. I have no problem with um, someone taking time out to observe the Sabbath as unto the Lord and all of those wonderful things. But Was the Sabbath a command from the beginning, though?
4: Um, I don't know. Y'all want to start? Anybody want to? I'll start real quick. Uh, No, um, because and I I think it is a scripture that's very underrated. I think Paul breaks it down um, so eloquently. Um, No, because the law of Moses uh, was not established in the beginning. You know, Galatians 3: 19 uh, tells us that the law was added because of transgression right so when trans uh, when creation uh, is here when we see God going through creation well we understand that sin wasn't even in place yet transgression wasn't even in place yet so in for a person to say that look uh the mere fact that we see God um, uh, resting on the seventh day or that Sabbath, um, that means that God is commanding us. Well, that's contrary to scripture because scripture tells us that the law, and we understand that the Sabbath day was uh, come about when the Mosaic law was established, um, that that was only established because transgression came. Um, so uh, no, no, it was not a command. Now, do we see the creation, the, the aspect of it through creation? Yes, but not the command.
0: Now, let's, let me, let me, cause I was, that's, that's where I was about to go next. Um When we see uh, Genesis chapter two and I'm going to just share it and I'm going to read it Uh, in Genesis two, verse one through three, it reads "Thus the heavens and the earth were finished in all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done so god blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it god rested from all his work that he had done in creation so this is often the the text that we hear um to say, hey, see, God established the Sabbath in the beginning, so we are supposed to keep the Sabbath f- from the beginning.
1: What, what I would say to that, to 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 that to as a kind of a a rebuttal, is you kind of have to take the text for what it says, right? When you go to that text, nowhere is there an explicit command for mankind. God is, is simply saying what what He is doing he blessed the seventh day and he made it holy he did not right. command you to do something in response to to him until we get to the mosaic covenant you see what i'm saying so right 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 that, that's going to this scripture to, to try to prove that this is a command from god would be an error they're simply reading that into the text they're reading a, a completely different context into the context of genesis 2. Um. That's what that's what I was saying in response to that. We have to take the scriptures for what it says and not not for what we want it to say or to try to fit, fit it into our own doctrine, our own agenda.
0: Right, because and and, and just to piggyback on that, because I think that's so good, Michael. God did a lot of things um, in, in Genesis. I can't hear you on my bad. I'm looking at the wrong screen, but yeah, like I said, God did a lot of things. Um, and, and I think it's dangerous to add to the word like that, um, because not everything that is descriptive is prescriptive, and and so, um, even when we look at verse three again, um, it says, So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, not refuting that, because on it god rested in other words he ceased from his work we know god doesn't get tired or sleep or anything like that but he just simply stopped his work and rested from all his work that he had done in creation so it lets us know how he blessed that day and how he made it holy because on it god rested from all his work that he had done in creation it never says that god commanded man to cease from his work. And, and I think it's important. And I'm sure somebody else is going to probably w- was going to probably bring this out too. Um this rest that God established. This was something that man lived in prior to the fall, but we, I don't want to go too far ahead. Does anybody else want to jump on that?
2: Yeah. I want to say, it, you know, the earliest accounts of Genesis, if you also see, according to Desmond's point is, It also says that everything that God made was good, right? So with everything that God made was good. And what Desmond said, with sin being a transgression of God's law, there was no need to have that as a command. Also, if you notice the six, the six days, every day was closed out. You know, you had the um the even the 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 day and then it went to the evening from day one to day six but when it got to the seventh day it says god blessed it but we never got a closing of the day that he rested so like gabe mentioned this was supposed to represent an eternal rest right and our creator that we had yet we lost and yet at the same time this is symbolic to
0: pointing towards something Simultaneously, that's brilliant. I think I think I think you're 100 percent right. The the Des or Chris, y- y'all got anything to add to that? Go ahead, I'm yeah. good. So so VC asked a question. and Somebody could probably answer this as it pertains to this topic that we're on right now. He says, "What is the definition of Sabbath?" A day of rest, chilling. <laughs> I like how you put "chilling" in there, <laughs> or, or the very strict, absolutely no work Sabbath of the Pharisees in the Bible. Anybody uh, want to pick up on that?
3: Okay, go I got a scripture that'll probably answer that question. I'm um, mm-hmm. just looking at Ezekiel or some Sorry, Exodus chapter uh, thirty one.
0: Um, chapter
3: thirty,
0: verse twelve. I thought you. Said, yeah, good. You don't have to. Yeah. I don't
3: have to put it on the screen. No, you, I mean, unless you can get to it, it's up to you. Yeah. Put it. Put said, it on Exodus, the screen.
0: Exodus twelve. Okay. Cool. E- Exodus uh, thirty-one. Uh, Exodus thirty-one, and I am wrong. <laughs> let me put. Starting. <laughs> I'm All right. Let me. Let me just edit. Uh, all right, cool. We there. Exodus thirty-one. Where we going? Which verse? Let's uh, let's let's use verse fourteen. All right, we here.
3: Uh, it says you shall keep the Sabbath, because it is holy for you. Um, everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. And then here, I think this answers our question. Whoever does any work on it that soul shall be cut off from among his people uh verse 15 says six days you sh- sh- six days shall work be done but the seventh day is a is the sabbath of solemn rest holy to the lord whoever does any work on that sabbath shall be put to death and so uh mm. I, I think that i think it's an answer of both it's it's, it's chilling and not doing any work and, and, chilling and, like, and not serious. dying yeah <laughs> not dying you know and, and it, was a, it was a serious thing like it, it, yeah right.
0: Was, right
3: and so I um, think that yeah. answers our uh, question of like exactly what the
4: sabbath was to the people okay I, I, I think in that same chapter um, in uh, uh, Exodus 31 it uh-huh. talks about how the sabbath is a sign for the covenant that yep. God made between uh, Israel, uh, him and Israel. And as Chris said, this is a serious thing. And we see later on, as we get through the Old Testament, even going to the New Testament, where there's like this, you know, where uh, where is the, the Pharisees and the scribes trying to add uh, traditions on what the Sabbath is, you know, and Jesus had to bring clarification. I think it's like Matthew chapter 12, um, where in Matthew chapter 12, where they're like, Jesus, you know, you out here plucking grain. And Jesus, like, you know, have you not heard about when uh the high priest, they profaned the Sabbath? Um, but understanding that, hey, if we go to like Numbers chapter 28, even the Lord allowed the Sabbath work for the for the high priest, right? So we see how this progression, but as Chris pointed out in scripture, how this is an important thing in the old testament. And if you ain't doing it right, uh Good luck to you. Good luck. <laughs> I think yeah, so important in this. In
1: this... Yeah, okay, have...
0: yeah. Go ahead, Michael. My bad.
1: Yeah, I think important in the, in the discussion and the answer to that question um is to understand that the word Sabbath, meaning rest, um when you take it to the Mosaic covenant, these ordinances were added to to the rest, meaning like okay you got passover um passover the actual passover was the deliverance of the children of Israel out of Egypt and then ordinances were established to remember that so then you when you when you look at the sabbath the sabbath in and of itself is God's rest like we were talking about earlier it's God's eternal rest ordinances were added to the sabbath the children of israel so that they would remember they would remember god's rest when you look at the commandment he commands them to remember the sabbath day to keep it holy yeah so they they had an ordinance to remember every week once a week because they were a stiff-necked people so um i think that's very important to to put that 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 uh understanding that even though we look at the old covenant and we look at how they observed the sabbath how they Walked in these these ordinances um, around the Sabbath, that the actual Sabbath is the rest that God promised. Like we're reading in in Isaiah twenty-eight. Um, actually, let's let's go there. Let's go to Isaiah twenty-eight real quick. Um, okay, so,
0: Isaiah twenty-eight.
1: Yeah, this this is scripture that um, our our Hebrew Israelite brothers love to read, um, but with with very little understanding of what it's actually saying. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and,
1: okay. and go down to verse 9 Verse 9 Isaiah 28 verse 9 Yeah. Alright <clears throat> Alright so it says To whom will he teach knowledge And to whom will he explain this message Those who are weaned from the milk Those taken from the breast For precept upon precept Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Hear a little, there a little. For by people of strange lips and a, and with a foreign tongue, the Lord will speak to this people. To whom He said, "This is rest. Give rest to the weary, and this is repose." Yet they would not hear. So then, if you if you look at that, God is 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 showing them to wean them on off the milk. They have to get weaned off of this line upon line precept upon precept yeah. and and that goes kind of back to to the uh, ordinances we were talking about So then christ comes this is a this is a prophecy of christ comes and he offers rest he said ye, ye who are weary and laden take upon my yoke my yoke is easy and i will give you rest so then they would not re- they they respond they would not hear and then he said the word of the lord will be unto them Unto them, these who would not hear, it's going to continue to be unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they may go, fall backward, and be broken and snared and taken. So these are the ones that stumble at the stumbling stone because they they want to be justified by their works. They want to be justified by doing the ordinances of the law when when God is, is offering them rest. And this is the rest that he, that he promised from the beginning.
0: Would you say, would you say this is why Jesus said he is, the, I am the Lord of the Sabbath.
4: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. The Lord of rest.
2: Fire. I, 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 think, love it. I think if you, you know, you brought up the chap you brought up Lord of the Sabbath. I think if you notice as well, um, because they're accusing the disciples for, I guess, going out in the field because they were hungry. And, um, I think a big thing why like Christ said that he was Lord of the Sabbath and that pastors was because I think what they were constantly doing was they were constantly adding things that you could not do in the Sabbath because they were saying, Hey, they're picking heads of grains on the Sabbath. Right. Uh, when they were just hungry. Right. You know, so <laughs> they're constantly adding stuff. And I think what Christ did was a good job in that entire passage uh, was actually showing that, hey, the things that you guys think are lawful and right to do is actually becoming a stumbling block for people, which is why he said, listen, I have the authority over the Sabbath anyway, right? Like this whole thing is about me. So these guys were constantly Mm -hmm. adding things that
0: they themselves couldn't even keep, and Christ was pointing that out to them. Wow. So, so let me ask you guys this. Um, does anybody have anything
4: to add to that?
0: I don't want to move on too fast. Go I ahead, say
4: real quick, man. It just shows the importance how you know when Jesus talks about how you know man wasn't made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man, and how you know God is more concerned about the human, um the the the, the, the aspect of man than the actual sabbath you know what i'm saying these, these crazy pharisees pharisees and the scraps would come with him jesus like dude like if you hungry like what you gonna start with that like no, nah, bro go get you something out that grain field dog so so yeah man
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah that's what's up so so um did, chris did you have anything to add to that or just Cause I know you got some artillery that you waiting to unload. I'm, I'm not sure if this you good. No, I just saw <laughs> a question pop up, and uh, I
3: think um, to Des is and uh, Adrian's points that they just made. The question uh, was about uh, well, it, they actually posted the scripture John five eighteen, um, where where Jesus. It was said, Lamar uh,
0: Lamar Brown. Oh,
3: where uh, I just they, put it you know, back up said, on the screen. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him because not only had he broken the Sabbath, but he also said God was his father, making himself equal with God. Uh, just dealing with the first part of that, um, that was from the Jews' perspective. They they felt like Jesus had broken the Sabbath because like what Adrian said, like they created these rules of what could and couldn't happen on the Sabbath. And also to Dez's point, um, you Know Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath, so so he can do whatever it is he chooses to do on the Sabbath, and what they consider to be work healing somebody <laughs> isn't work, and, and that was right. uh, Jesus's point, yeah,
0: for sure. So I want to transition to the next question because, um, with us answering what's the Sabbath a, a, a command from the beginning, I think that, um all of you have done a great job explaining biblically um, why the Sabbath wasn't a command for man from the beginning, um, even though we recognize that God established a rest um, um, for for man uh, in the beginning. But let, let's let's go on to the next question. So the next question is: Are so are we commanded to keep the Sabbath under the new covenant? Um, and this is me playing devil, devil's advocate again because we see in places in scripture where it says the Sabbath is forever, right? So, so are we commanded to keep the Sabbath under the new covenant? Uh,
4: um, no, uh, under the new covenant, not at all. Why? Because what is the new covenant? The new covenant was ushered in through Christ's blood according to Matthew 26 and Luke 22, right? Um, So what does that do is the fulfillment of Jesus um, keep uh, not just keeping the law, but fulfilling the law and the prophets, according to Matthew 5 and 17. Right. And so what does that do? Uh, It it does away with the ordinances. Now, remind you, I didn't say morality. okay? the morality of the old covenant, but it does away with the ordinances of the old covenant. So since God has done away with the old covenant with his ordinances through Christ's blood. Ushered in through the new covenant. Now, guess what? I don't have to keep the Sabbath day. It's not commanded. Now, what's funny? And I heard Mike uh, Elder Mike Holloway. Shout out to him. I think he's doing a live right now. Matter of fact, um, he pointed out something great. Out of the Ten Commandments, I can show you nine in the New Testament that's repeated, but there's one out of the uh, out of the ten that I can't show you. What is that? The Sabbath. So, mm-hmm. You can't see it repeated. And I can give you the scriptures if anyone want to know. But I can show you nine out of the ten, but I can't show you anything about the Sabbath. Um, I think Acts 15 is a great um, uh, rendering when you look at Acts 15 with the Council of Jerusalem. Like they don't even talk about they nowhere does it say tell them to keep the Sabbath day. It doesn't talk about that at all. So, no,
2: no. Yeah. Which is why you see like a forward progression of the covenants that God made with his people starting with Adam, you know, you see, uh, you see a series of commands that was given to him. You see us, you know, a series of uh, commands given to Abraham all the way to Noah and so on and so forth. And you really don't see, um, uh, a command on the Sabbath given until the book of Exodus. And also there's another intent I want to shed light on when it comes to the Sabbath. Um, that Sabbath was also honored back then because it was also for israel to remember their exile from egypt right so that's another purpose why the sabbath was given to them i mean if even if you look at deuteronomy five fifteen, it says that um to remember the sabbath for the lord brought you out of e- out of egypt and i know i'm <coughs> but uh, i also wanted to say it's it's fair to say that there were jews who were Still, you know, practicing the Sabbath in the New Testament. Right. And according to Dan, uh, Desmond's point, the commands that Christ gave, he didn't mention it. But you still do see. Sabbath practicing Jews. However, you see Jews becoming Christians who ends up honoring God every day. And that's what I want to talk about real quick. If you can go. Uh, to acts chapter two for me, uh Gabe. If you can go there and you can look at um Acts chapter two, forty-six. If you can start there. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so we're like pulling it, up
0: Acts chapter two verse forty six. Yeah, we're gonna look
2: at forty six yes. and forty seven. Now you know you, you see you even see in the New Testament, you often see people uh or Jews I should say who were Always having meetings in the synagogues on the Sabbath. You see people leave, you know, says uh, quite often that they were leaving the meetings on the Sabbath. Right. But if you look at verse uh, 46, what it says here is day by day, uh, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes and receiving their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, having favor with all the people. And then here's the big part. And the Lord added to their numbers day by day who were being saved.
0: Mm. So
2: here you have people who were going to the synagogues on the Sabbath, you know, um, but then you have these these Christians who it says not only were they breaking bread together, they were meeting day by day, honoring, honoring the Lord and things of that sort. But you also see as a result, you see God, it says, adding to their numbers. Right. And these people are on God yeah. day by day.
0: Yeah. And, and you know what, too, Adrian, I think um, when, when we look through the New Testament. Um, nowhere do we see um, the, the Sabbath commanded. Um, we don't see it commanded. We see we see instances where the those are going into the synagogue on the Sabbath. And even instances where um Paul keeps the Sabbath, but even in that, um we 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 like for example, if we look at, I'm gonna pull up um, you know, because one of the first things um I hear a lot of people say is, oh, well, the, the apostles kept the Sabbath and Paul kept the Sabbath, but he lets us know why he did it. You know what I'm saying? So if we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, can y'all see that? Uh, yeah, it's a little tight for
4: me. Yeah, I see it. Better.
0: So in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I'm um, just piggybacking on what you said, Adrian. But um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 20, this is Paul talking. Um, And he and he starts off by saying to the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win Jews to those under the law. I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law. Now he's referring to the law of Moses that I might win those under the law. So he clearly says, hey, I'm not under The Mosaic law, he says, I do this for the purpose of evangelizing and winning those who are under the law to Christ. And then he goes on to verse 21. He says to those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of christ that i might win those outside of the law now what's interesting um here as well is he doesn't just say that i'm not under the mosaic law but he makes the distinction between the mosaic law and the law of christ did y'all catch that he makes a distinction he says hold up i'm not under this law but i am under the law of Christ, and so he makes a distinction in in, in covenants and in, in, in the law mm-hmm. of Moses to the law of Christ, and and I think it's important to observe that nowhere, um, even if people are saying, "Well, Jesus kept the law," Jesus kept the law. Well, I think it's important to put things in this proper perspective because Galatians four chapter of uh, Galatians chapter four verse four lets us know that Jesus was born of a woman born under the law and so jesus was fulfilling the law and he was fulfilling the righteous requirements of the mosaic law so he could be the perfect sacrifice for our sin and of course we know um i believe it's luke let me just look at my note luke 22 and verse 20 lets us know that he instituted um a new covenant with his blood And so Jesus was born under the law, Mosaic law. He fulfilled the law. He did it perfectly. And we see even through the Old Testament, none, no one was able to fulfill the law perfectly. As great as a man as Moses was, he fell short. As great as David was, he fell short. And, And the list goes on. Every person, every prophet, every man of God, no matter the, the, the miracles and the great things God used them to accomplish, they all fell short. And so Jesus steps on the scene and he perfectly he he fulfills the perfect require. He fulfills the requirements of the law perfectly. And so um, does anybody want to hop in on that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to chime in on, on what you said at the end that he fulfilled the law perfectly. And um to the answer to that question. Are we commanded to keep the Sabbath under the new covenant? Um, within that that question is the word keep the Sabbath. When you look at the new the New covenant, we enter into his rest. We enter into his rest through the preaching of the gospel and the believing of, of Jesus Christ. So uh, I would go to uh, Matthew 11 and 28 to 30. So the answer to that question, of course, is no we don't keep the Sabbath because that's insinuating that we're keeping it according to the Mosaic covenant. Right. But we do enter into his rest through faith on Matthew 11, 28 to 30.
0: I got it on here
1: for you. All right. So it says, I'm going to read it right from the screen. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, Paul, I don't know if it's Paul, the writer of Hebrews, um, kind of goes into um, more details about really what that rest is uh, in, in Hebrews four, but I'm gonna hold that yeah. for, for a later question because I'm sure sure that's gonna come up.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, Hebrews four was most definitely uh, gonna come up, and 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 I think that's excellent. You know. I, You know, one of the things that I constantly hear in response to um, are we still under the law or the keeping of the Sabbath is uh, you Christians just don't respect the the Old Testament and y'all just throw it away and everything. And I'll often hear Matthew 5 and 17 quoted. I'm going to post that real quick uh, on the screen because I want to point out some things. Um, when Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill it. Right. Um, so in, in Matthew five and 17, he says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come don't think that i've come to abolish i have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them and so when i think it's important to um make a make uh define words because if if i say that hey we're no longer under the law that is not equivalent to me or a, or a believer saying Hey, we're abolishing the law. We're saying that the law is abolished. That's not what's being said. Like when you look at the word um, abolish um, or or, or first we'll look at the word abolish. In the Greek word is katelio. katelio. Um, And basically katelio means to render vain, to render vain or bring to nothing. And so when you when you hear the word abolish, um, we as Christians um, who who believe in the Bible, when we say that we're no longer under the law, um, we're not saying that we're not saying that the law is abolished, um, because that wouldn't make sense. We on one hand we can't say, hey, the law is pointing to Christ, and then on the other hand say, hey, the law is abolished. Though um, that would be us saying that the law is nothing or vain and that's not the case. What we're saying is we're no longer under that covenant or that contract, but we're under a better covenant. And so to render vain, um, to bring to nothing also when we look at the word um, fulfill um, um, in the Greek the word is pler- pl- pl- plero. arrow i think i'm pronouncing it right uh, or whatever but it basically means to make full and to bring into complete fruition and so again it goes back to the point where when we look at the law jesus um fulfilled the law or he he met all the requirements he met all the requirements i was talking with Israelite earlier today, a, a good brother of mine who I love dearly and respect. Um, and we talk I talked to him like, man, okay, we, we got on, we got to talking about some of the feast days and 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 the requirements of certain aspects of the law. And I kind of felt like, man. You know, he, he made a point and said, well, God understands if if you have to work on the Sabbath. And I was like, hold up, <laughs> hold up. If you say the Sabbath is a command, you should be willing to lose your job to obey God. You know, we we have we have t- the apostles gave their lives for the gospel. Right. They 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 the Bible says that um they love not their lives to the death, and they gave their lives. You mean to tell me we're gonna make an excuse because you gotta work? Right. <laughs> That's you know what I'm saying? Or you know, so it's like okay, we, we have to um rightfully divide the word. Um in, in no way are we saying that the law, I, I I know for me, I love the law, the law, the Bible says the law is holy and perfect. Um, But when we get into making a distinction between covenants and the purpose of of certain ordinances and laws, man, I think we have to rightfully divide and put things in its proper perspective. But um, continuing on. Are we commanded to keep the Sabbath under the new covenant? Um, Yeah, I want to. So I'll answer that
2: with. I'm gonna say there's nothing wrong with keeping a Sabbath, but we're not required it for salvation. And I want to go back to what Matt um, Mike was talking about. I think it was in Matthew 11. If you can go back there to where he went to, and I'll point this out. Uh, It was Matthew 11. um, Man, which one was that? Matthew 11.
0: Um, Was it 28? Matthew 11 in verse 28. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: So. I wish you get there. Yep. Okay. Now, even if what what Mike went over was great. Plus, if you look at before that in twenty seven, check this out. If you see what it says is all things. This is Christ. Right. All things. All things have been handed over to me by my father and no one knows the the knows the son, excuse me, no one knows the son, yes, except the father, and no one knows the father except the son, to whom the son chooses to reveal him, so with that being said, going into what Mike pointed out in 27, so come to me, all who labor and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, you know, you see this a lot with Christ, with him saying, I have authority over this, or I will give you this, you don't see anything about the sabbath as having access to what christ has access to which is revealing the father right so he goes into he is that rest right so i just wanted to you know take a moment uh, to point that out
0: amen and so uh, does anybody have anything to piggyback on that with or in which
2: let me say this too. I want to say when we talk about like when he says "Come to me, uh, who are uh, weary and labor," and I'm I know I'm paraphrasing here, and I'll
0: give you rest. Like guys, that's talking about a religious labor. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that because I, I I was gonna bring that out. Now yes. explain that when you say religious labor, like could you could you could you flesh that out?
2: Yeah. So you what, know what, what were, were they, they doing? Yeah. So we're looking at everything that they did when it came to sacrifices, to everything that it came when it came to Sabbath keeping. Right. Anything that they had to do to earn God's blessing in terms of Mm. their sins. Right. We didn't have to keep doing that because as God, as Christ described it, we were weary as a result. Right. So this is why we find it in him now. We don't have to carry it. We can just give it to him.
1: And I'm glad just you brought to that add out. to that, you know. Um, you're gonna be weary if if you're if you're trying to fulfill God's righteousness through your flesh. I mean, everything mm. in your flesh wants to do what it wants to do. That's why that's why Paul goes into the law making you even more sinful, makes you makes it even more grievous. Cause it's like, I want to do this stuff, I want to do what they're doing. You're telling me to keep these laws. So it's like it's gonna be grievous. That's why we had to be born again. So um yeah,
0: man, that man—that's an excellent point, man. <laughs> man, I'm preaching, man. That's that's fire. Yeah, and and look, man, like we we got to look at what the apostles taught too. You know, what I'm saying like they they were establishing the church. They were um, after Jesus had resurrected and. You Know he had gave given them the great commission, and you know I go away and I, I won't leave you comfortless, but I'm send a comforter. He's going to lead and guide you into all truth, all of those wonderful things. And so we have to look at what the apostles preached and what they taught. <clears throat> and I think it's important to look at like um, even a big part of Paul's ministry was he was um, evangelizing to Gentiles people who were not given the law, right? So, so the, these were people who uh, were not instructed on the Sabbath. They were not instructed on, on things of that nature. And I want to look at Colossians 2, actually, um, you know, to answer the question, are we commanded to keep the Sabbath under the new covenant? Um, before I go there, does anybody want to say anything or, you know, before I dive into Colossians 2? All right. So Colossians 2. Now look at this. um, Given some context, in the church of Colossians, um, you have Hebrews coming to faith and you have Gentiles coming to faith. You know, just like many of our churches are a melting pot. You have some people who are coming out of... Uh, atheist beliefs or people coming out of islam or different beliefs you have people coming from agnostic and coming to faith in jesus and sometimes when people come to faith in the lord jesus christ they have remnants of what they were doing in their past life right You, you have certain habits you've developed and a part of the sanctification process is Letting go of those things and and coming into being a new creature in Christ. Right. You know, I often give this analogy. If you've ever talked to someone who's been in in prison for a long time, um, those beds aren't the most comfortable beds. And if you've ever witnessed somebody come out of prison, you know, I've seen where a person come out of prison and instead of sleeping in a perfect mattress, they sleep on the floor because their body is used to something hard, right? And then they're, they're sleeping on the floor to emulate what they just came out of, which was a cell, but they're no longer in a cell. They're, they're, they're continuing a habit from their old life, even though they're in their new. And so I'm, I'm bringing this somewhere. So in Colossians, what we see happening is we see Jews or Hebrews imposing certain things on the Gentiles that were not a requirement under the new covenant. And so Paul is dealing with this in verse 16. When we look at Colossians 2 verse 16, and he talks, because remember, they weren't Out of all of the instructions that Gentile believers were given, they were never instructed. Hey, don't they were told don't fornicate. They were told stay away from witchcraft. Stay out of idolatry. We can go get through Galatians 5. The Gentiles, they were told a whole slew of things not to do. You know what? One thing they were never commanded to do was keep the Sabbath or observe the Sabbath. This is what. Um, Paul says in, in, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, he says, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Now I had somebody, I had an Israelite or Hebrew roots brother tell me like, man, oh, that's not talking about the Sabbath Sabbath. You know, they had multiple different Sabbaths. And you know what, I could possibly buy that. But in verse 17, he goes on to say, these are a shadow of the things to come. The substance belongs to Christ. And so I think that we have to um, be careful and rightfully divide the word. You know, we can't just I think this is the, the danger of viewing the scriptures with a with a through an Old Testament lens when the Old Testament points to the new and we have a much clearer view of the entire Bible through the person of Jesus Christ. Chris, you muted. I, um,
3: I, I was just gonna say that you know, the, the the other Sabbaths and the new moons were were a shadow of Christ, but like the, the the original Sabbath, that wasn't the shadow of Christ. That's basically what they would have to make the text say, you know what I mean? And it's almost like it's definitely a butchering of the text if you're trying to say like this Sabbath, like the main Sabbath that God established doesn't apply to christ as as being a shadow of it you know and i think that that's a you, you got to read that into the text i mean the, the, the scripture is clear that um mm-hmm. you know all of those signs and symbols uh because the, the i don't think we i think des mentioned it earlier but um the sabbath was a sign and it was a sign between god and israel it was a perpetual sign uh between god and israel mm-hmm. um and so if it's a sign, then it fits the criteria of being, you know what I'm saying, a shadow of what was to come and Christ being the reality of that. Um,
4: and I think too, ju- just sorry. for a
3: reference point, uh, Exodus 31, 16 and 17 basically is where I, uh, where, I uh, where, where you could see that the, the Sabbath was a sign and a covenant between God and uh, Israel.
4: I think too, to Chris's point and to Mike's point, um, You like like Chris said. You have to butcher the text so bad to say like the uh, the Sabbath that was initiated um, does not point to Christ. Where I believe it was Mike who read it, and we're gonna talk about later. Hebrews four like clearly shows that. You know what I'm saying? So like for you to deviate from that, like you have to have that and poor hermeneutics. You know. So can
0: we can we break down Hebrews four because that was (laughs) read Hebrews four. I was recently talking with a brother and he actually brought up Hebrews four. Like it was proven like, Hey, see Hebrew four, Hebrew. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> he, he actually brought up Hebrews four. and was like, see Hebrews four is showing like, we supposed to keep the Sabbath. <laughs> we supposed to be keeping it. So I, I'm a. <laughs> I'm gonna share Hebrews four. If you wanna, if you wanna read it, uh, Des, I'm not sure where you wanna start, but uh, you know we can read it. Uh,
4: yeah, let's see. I'm
0: right. You can actually start at verse one if you want, and and, uh, and then um, I think we'll we possibly go to like verse eleven or something. But you want
4: to <laughs> Yep, yeah, <laughs> right, cool. Uh, four and one. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear. Uh, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit because they were not united by faith with those who listened. You want me to keep going? Uh, for we believe. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, keep going. Who have, for we who have believed entered that rest, as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works, and again in this passage, passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest, verse 6, since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and for those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, he appoints a certain day today, saying through David so long afterward, in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Verse 8 and on uh, to 11. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. Man, this is good. Mm, yeah. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fail. I'm sorry, so no one may, uh, may fall by the same sort of disobedience. That's
0: a right there. Okay, you know, something, and, and anybody could piggyback on this. One of the first things that I want to point out is... Obviously, it is connecting this rest that is talking about to um, the Sabbath. But what jumps out to me, um, Michael, you uh, mentioned, brought up uh, Matthew 11 and 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When we look at verse 3, it says, For we who have believed, enter that rest. Mm-hmm. Believe, believed what? Believed on who? Believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. For he who have believed, um, for we who have believed, enter that rest. As he has said, I have swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. All his works were finished from the foundation of the world. Another thing I want to point out is in verse 7. The reason why verse 7 is important, all of it is important, But the reason why one of the reasons why verse seven is so important is because when we look at verse seven, it says, again, he appoints a certain day. Today. Did y'all catch that? He says, again, he appoints a certain day today. And he, he goes on to quote David. He's saying through David so long afterward in the words already already quoted he's quoting david in in psalms 95 uh verse 7 through 8 he says today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts why why, why is this significant in him um quoting psalms 95 verse 7 through 8 the reason why it's so important in him quoting psalms 95 verse 7 through 8 is because when david talked about today when you hear my voice harden not your hearts, he wasn't talking about the Sabbath. Basically, what what is being communicated is today, whether it's Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday or Sunday today, every day is a good day to repent of your sins and put your faith in Jesus Christ.
4: So, Pastor mm-hmm. Gabe, I got a question. If, yes. So you mean to tell me I can receive salvation even on that pagan Tuesday, that pagan Monday, that pagan Wednesday?
0: Look, my brother, you can receive the, the, the rest of Jesus Christ on a pagan Tuesday. On a pagan Wednesday. He says, today, when you hear my voice, God is God just speaking on the Sabbath? Mm. Today, when you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. And so... What 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 we have to, this is why it's important to see the the totality of Scripture, because what we see established in the beginning, God, um, making this, hallowing this, um, the the seventh day, God ceased from His rest. He rested on the seventh. We never see God close out that rest right we all established that we never see god close out that rest but we see in in adam's disobedience in the fall man steps out of that rest because of disobedience but what we see here in hebrews 4 is the writer is talking about taking humanity back to that rest in christ christ coming to restore what was lost come on somebody I feel like preaching tonight. No, Christ <laughs> coming back to restore what was lost, man. And so I'm gonna let somebody piggyback up on there because I, I can go. But
1: yeah, let me piggyback off of you real quick. Um scroll back up um and read verse two. And then I wanna go back to um chapter three as well. Cause that this is after chapter three. You know, it's kind of like we, we see chapters, but we know the the book wasn't letter what written that way but um verse right. 2 i just wanted to point out um it says for good news came to us just as to them but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those mm. who listened now that's connected to if you go back to chapter 3 real quick i'm gonna let you pull it, I'm up. it up yes sir Hebrews three. Okay. And scroll, scroll down to verse, I'm going to see it when I see it. I think it's, it's uh, close to verse 18 and 19. So keep scrolling. All right. So let me see. All right. So um, verse
0: Is it 15 today? If you hear his voice. Yeah, we'll
1: start at verse 15. It says, "As, as as it is said today, as we were just talking about this, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom... Did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. So the topic is the Sabbath. Um, How do you enter into this rest that they're taught? He's comparing, he's juxtaposing this rest with the Sabbath, their their carnal ordinance of the Sabbath. And he's saying that this is the rest. And how do you enter into that rest? Is through faith. How do you receive faith? The hearing. The hearing of what? The hearing of the gospel. So when you go to uh, <laughs> back to verse chapter four, verse two, he said the good news was preached to them as well, but it wasn't mixed mm. with faith. And this is this is repeated all through um, on Paul's letters when he's talking. He's juxtaposing faith versus works. He's saying that Israel did not obtain because they lacked faith. So they were doing the ordinance. They were They were going through the motions of of doing the Sabbaths and doing and and killing the lambs, but they had not repented and put their faith in God. Mm. Now we have that opportunity, having that example of Christ, seeing his example and being able to look upon him as he's lifted up and to believe on him and to enter into that rest, the true rest.
0: Right. Now, that's fire. Anybody want to piggyback on that?
2: Oh, he did a good job breaking that one down.
0: All right. I want to drop one more scripture. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk while I'm pulling this up.
4: Uh, real quick. No, no, yeah, no, I just want my real talk. Like, I know we, we've done this like a couple of times before, and it's been like a year and a half. But I'm always amazed by how you know, God has just changed my bro Mike's heart from being in an Israelite camp to now. You know, being a servant of the Lord, man, like that, that's just so amazing how supernatural, how powerful God is. So I'm just I always amazed by that. For real.
2: Yeah, which such, I also think such a, a blessing. To, yeah, no, and it is, and I think that's a, also a difference between the new, the Old Testament and the New Testament. I think the you know the difference between the old and the new, referring to that question you asked, Gabe, is the Old Testament was mainly israel but god was using israel so you do see a distinction between israel and also the gentiles in the old testament but yet when it comes to the new testament you see jew and gentile united under christ
1: yeah
2: right so there's a separation in the old testament but there's a unification under jesus man in the new testament
0: right hundred percent, man. And, and look, man, I think that um, I want to share one more thing that Paul talked about, too, in, in Romans 14. You know, I, I don't know how people explain these scriptures away when they're so clear. But even when we look at uh, Romans 14, verse five, um, this is Paul writing again. Perfect opportunity to say, hey, keep the Sabbath, though he says one person esteems one day as better than another while another esteems all days alike each one should be fully convinced in his own mind so look i have no problem with somebody keeping the sabbath the problem is when we start preaching something as a command and I think up to this point, we've done a good job walking through the scriptures and showing how when we take even the Sabbath out of context, how it can can be an attempt to take away Christ's glory and what he actually accomplished yep. in his life yep. and yep. His death and resurrection. Because at the end of the day, man, um when Jesus right before he gave up the ghost, the Bible says he he quoted the the words, it is finished. Mm-hmm. It is finished. What was finished? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 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 um all of these things are important, man, and I think is it, um I, I'm I'm just being fed tonight by you guys and and and, and just hearing what you guys are saying. I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job. Do you guys um have any other questions or anything else um, to add to this before we move on? No. Are, Christ, are are we commanded to keep the Sabbath under the new covenant? Anybody else going once, going twice, going thrice? <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. And I'm sure this will we'll probably get into something else. But the next question is, is grace a license? Live lawless because I can hear the Israelites watching this po um this video and that's gonna watch it later, man. Steve, y'all Christians are lawless. Y'all just just lawless. So is grace a license to live lawless? I'm Absolutely not. Oh, go
1: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go. Everybody. <laughs> I just want to say this. I'm, I'm going to take a different route because I already know um, Romans six about to come out all day every day. Um, something, something I want to get out before it before it leaves my mind. Um, the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant, as far as how they responded to it, because we know how God intended and how they responded, is two different things. The old covenant was based on your own works. You work in Deuteronomy 6 and 25. Go to, go to Deuteronomy 6 and 25 real quick. So just, just, just so I don't butcher that scripture. Um, but while you're bringing that up, it was your works. You're trying to earn your, your way to favor and blessings from God, right? Under the new covenant, you are trusting in Jesus to do the work in you via the Holy Spirit. It's no longer you... That's producing these words. You don't yeah. produce the fruit of the Spirit. It's the, the the Holy Spirit working within you, and you can see that 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 journey. It's a journey. It's no longer like I'm, I'm I'm writing these laws down, and you have to keep it to the letter. And that's and that's why people um underneath the old covenant went into legalistic thinking because if if I'm looking at a law, and I'm kind of giving them credit right now, right? If i if I'm, if I'm looking at a law, and it says if I don't keep this perfectly, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to be stoned. Like, Man. I'm going to be I'm going to try to go to the utmost, like, even if it's You it can't play with like, it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not playing with it. So, like, I understand why they had all these added added rules and added laws unto those laws that God, God broke. Because it's like, I don't even want to come close to breaking this law. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Because
0: yeah, so, it's a rap.
1: It, exactly. <laughs> And that's what a lot of these modern, these modern um 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 Sabbath keepers don't don't get is you cannot halfway keep a law. You can't you can't say I'm keeping the Sabbath, but if if I gotta work, God don't understand me. No, like that's not how the law works. It's all or nothing. But um read mm-hmm. um Deuteronomy six and verse five or, or verse scroll five. Up, scroll up for me so I can see it.
0: uh you you want verse five or
1: that's not that's not the scripture i wanted um
3: you said 25 right you said 6 and
1: 25 25 that's that's what i wanted there you go thanks
0: my bad let me uh
1: just keep scrolling up deuteronomy 6 and 25
0: 6 and 25 my bad yeah. oh so i'm in the right chapter okay you said 6 and 25 uh, or 25 and 6? Yeah. It's
1: 6 and 25.
0: Okay, cool, cool. All
1: right. You want to so read it? Or said,
0: Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll read it. Um, it says, and cool. it it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all this commandment before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. Now, this is juxtaposed to, remember when Paul says, um, not, not my ra- righteousness, but the righteousness in him. He said his righteousness is as as dung, our righteousness is as dung. So when you look here, they were Mm. were fulfilling their own righteousness by by attempting to keep the law perfectly. Whereas Mm. in the new covenant, we're given the righteousness of Christ because he fulfilled it on our behalf. So it's the the same righteousness, but the righteousness is given to us under the new covenant. Whereas under the old covenant, we have to earn that righteousness.
0: And and, and to work. piggyback on that real quick, we had to earn that righteousness, which is one of the reasons why that righteous um, that righteousness was temporary. We mm. want when you sacrifice, you have to continue sacrificing for your sin, yeah. because Christ's wrath was not fully satisfied with the blood of bullocks and goats and all the dancing and things that. We had to do in the old covenant; it was temporary. The Bible lets us know that Christ, though, was the perfect sacrifice. The Scriptures lets us know that He died once and for all. Like mm. that was another reason why He said, "It is finished." Like mm. once I do this, nobody's going to have to. It's it's a wrap. All you got to do is put your faith in me. But go ahead. Somebody else was about to say something. Uh, I'm no. just going with, um. I think uh, uh, Hebrews
3: breaks it down pretty good, too, when it talks about how the priests were continually standing in the temple. But after Christ, after he uh, finished his sacrifice, he ascended into heaven and then he sat down <laughs> as if to say, like, the work is done. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's one of the other things. But just getting back to uh, the, the, the question. um I, I would say um, is grace a license to uh, live lawless uh, defining our terms d- depending on what you mean by lawless I would say yes because um you 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 pointed out a scripture uh that Paul talked about in uh in first Corinthians chapter 9 where he talks about uh as one not under the law but because he was trying to to win those that were under the law, he lived like he was under the law. But like clearly by by his statement, like we are not commanded to live under the Mosaic law. So when I say defining our terms, I'm talking about the Mosaic covenant. No, we don't have to uh, keep the Mosaic covenant. So is grace a license to break, to break the Mosaic covenant? I, I would say absolutely in the sense of not having to keep the ceremonies and the uh, the rituals and the and the civil commands, but like uh, it was pointed out earlier, uh, the, the eternal aspect of the law in terms of the uh, the moral code, like that's that's for all time. That's the law that Paul says that he was under, and that's the law that you know we we are under now, and that's the law that was before the Mosaic covenant even came about. That's why God was able to hold those people accountable for sin because the moral code was always the same. And I think, um, just, just going back to the Sabbath, um, when he established the Sabbath, uh, he, it is it, funny cause the, it goes back to the first question that was asked, um, uh, was the, were, were, was the Sabbath an all time command? And if, if that were the case, um, then he wouldn't have had to told, tell them in a, I want to say, don't, don't get me to test the line. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. So anyway you like Exodus 30, Go I ahead. Guess, when they, when, when he establishes the Sabbath and tells them how to do it and, and what to keep, Like, if if it was already already commanded, why would he have to tell them that they have to do it? Like, so it's just one of those things, like, that was part of the Mosaic Covenant. And it was a a covenant for Israel, like I said earlier. So, no, the answer is, uh, no, we don't have to keep the law. But at at the same time, we aren't lawless in the sense of
4: breaking God's moral code. And I want to piggyback off that real quick. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead, Des. I I just, you know, it's funny, man, because when I talk to a lot of Hebrew Israelites, I think they have a misunderstanding um, of covenants, obviously. And when, once again, when we say we're not under the law, just about to, yeah, it's -hmm. like in every pre pre Mosaic law, right? So dealing with the patriarchs, like we see morality, like like when 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 Cain killed Abel, like this is a problem. Right. Like, that's a problem. We see morality. OK, then when we get to the old uh, uh, the, the mosaic law being established, we see the morality of that. And I think the problem that they have in a misunderstanding is that they see morality in the uh, with the patriarchs. And they say, oh, well, we see that established also uh, with the mosaic law. Right. But that doesn't mean that just because you see morality uh, in the old covenant, and then you also see it in uh, the during the patriarchs that that means that the patriarchs was keeping the old covenant. No, that's a misunderstanding of reading. Right. Scripture. right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so then when we get to even the law of Christ, as Paul talks about, even on the new covenant, guess what? We're still dealing with what morality. So morality. that's why when we read, uh, don't quote me, I believe it's Romans chapter three or Romans chapter two. When 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 it talks when Paul is alluding to like look, even the Gentiles, they didn't have the law. What law? The most. Yeah, dead yeah. Law, right? But God still judged them by their consciousness, right? Um by their yeah. heart. What Romans 1 and 2. He, Romans 1 yeah. and 2, right? Right. So yeah. like God has shown his uh, his attributes even by creation. So but man it was oh, still man. accountable because of sin, because of morality, right? Sodom and Gomorrah, I talked to Hebrew Israelites all oh, well, you know. Well, you know, they didn't have a law. So it is what it is like. But God still judged Simon Gamora. Why? Because of morality. And so I think at the end of the day, man, there's there has to be an understanding of what covenants are. Not just the um, the old and the new covenant, right? But, you know, the Palestinian covenant, going back to Deuteronomy chapter 28, like, what does that represent? Going back to the, uh, the, the Davidic covenant, like, I, I think there's a misunderstanding of covenants. And I understand it. I definitely get it. But when we start making these arguments of like, oh well, since you see it in the since you see it with the patriarchs, well, I mean, you gotta keep. Well, guess what? In Genesis Genesis chapter six, you know we see also, God told Noah uh, a command to build that ark. You are gonna build that ark too, brother? You ain't gonna build that ark. You ain't building no ark because we understand that's not applicable. Right.
0: That's not. It's (laughs) not applicable. And, And and just to piggyback on that, God's moral character never changes just because covenant just because covenants change doesn't mean that god changes yeah i'm gonna say that again just because covenants change does not mean that god changes because i often hear the argument that well y'all saying we don't got to keep the covenant no more and and they'll i've heard people say well god never changes god never changes well if that's the case we should still be slaughtering bullocks and goats according to that standard if god never changes we should still we should still be um walking around with fringes and stuff. Like if God you see what I'm saying, mm-hmm. God's moral character never changes. And so from m- murder is murder in whatever covenant you in. <laughs> yeah. Fornication is fornication, and whatever, like you know what I'm saying? Lying is a sin in whatever covenant you're in, and and in a in in a lot of like for example in the mosaic covenant when when the laws are being added we see customary laws and things being set in place which are meant to establish Israel as a nation apart from other nations but also to be a foreshadowing of Christ setting us apart in himself apart from the world um and, and things of that nature so there there needs to be a rightfully dividing of things. And um, one of the scriptures um, that you re-referenced, uh, Chris, that I brought up earlier was in 1 Corinthians uh, 9, where Paul is letting us know why he kept the Sabbath or why he attended the Sabbath and in the synagogue and things of that nature. Um, and he makes a distinction between um, the law of Moses and the law of Christ, which If you read through the New Testament, the law of Christ is rooted. um, also the law of the spirit, right? Um, When Christ ascended, he sent the comforter and the comforter is, he said that he will testify of me. And so it is impossible to know Jesus without the Holy Spirit. That's a whole nother podcast, but... um, when when he when when the Holy Spirit comes into place, um, we are now under the law of the Spirit. We're not under the law of the um, of, of of Moses um, that, or the law that came through Moses. For those who want to be technical, because you know that's another argument. Well, it's not Moses' laws; it's the law of God. Yeah, we we get it. But the Bible actually says the the Mosaic law. Or, the law of Moses because it came through him, but anyway. So if we look at. I want to share Galatians five just to con- go ahead, Chris. Before I get into this, go I ahead, just wanted
3: to uh, pose a question to the panel. So, so for you know, from a standpoint of saying no, um, grace isn't a license to sin. Like, what's your angle for saying no? Because, because I agree from a standpoint, obviously of. You know, you don't, don't just live lawless. You don't just do what you want to do. But
1: what part is what part is the no? I would I would um, go to uh, Romans six, mm-hmm. um, and and just kind of just read down. Um, I think I think uh, it, and I wanted to say this: the misunderstanding a lot of times because you were talking about covenants. A lot of times people don't understand covenants. So if I was to give a a, a worldly example. Of a covenant or contract if if i write a contract with you and i give you an offer and you accept my offer this is the first covenant i gave you an offer you accept my offer if you are in breach of that contract i can cancel that contract ball it up throw it away and establish a new contract that doesn't mean that my new contract is is it's not going to have some of the same principles because mm-hmm. we see that the law was established through love thy neighbor as thyself and love the lord thy god the moral code was established through Mm -hmm. that and that was explained and expounded upon by the apostles so when we when we go to romans 6 their grace is not a license to sin because the grace is the holy spirit in us this is what this is what they don't understand right because the grace is god giving you the holy spirit for believing on Christ. That's the grace and that grace causes you to have desires toward God. Now you want to serve God. Well, how can that how can that then that same grace, that same holy spirit lead you into lawlessness which is contrary to God's nature? So um yeah, that I would just have them read um, um Romans 6 without, you know, just read it, you know, just accept for what it says, yeah. you
4: know i was and i was going to pick man mike took like everything i was going to say because you when you look like for example you read ephesians right and how paul when he's talking about grace if you even read it the greek um for the word grace it's literally like a divine influence upon the heart so it's like Mm, grace does not allow you to sin because it's literally god's divine influence on your heart to like to not able to uh, walk out in sin but rather walk in the power and the ability to say no to sin, but rather rest in the grace or uh, rest in the salvation of Christ to allow us to display the righteousness of God, you know. And uh, and I think also to Chris's question would be um, like a what is that a First Corinthians chapter? What is that chapter six or uh, nine? I believe it is. Or when 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 Paul is like, hey, I don't do not be deceived. Okay, this is the warning. Uh, For these things will not inherit the kingdom of God where there's mm-hmm. the, cares, the sexual uh, uh, sexual immoral, the homosexual, the drunkard, um, the idolater, these things. Yeah. So it's like Paul is holding up the aspect of morality, but he's also showing like, look, man, like it's 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 belief in Christ should change you. Be under this new covenant should change you. This divine influence should change you to abstain from these things, not to actually do those things. And yeah. I and I'm so with you guys, like, I think. What a lot of Hebrew Israelites or Hebrew roots movement guys and gals miss is that we're never saying it's okay to sin. We're actually saying, because yeah. we have this grace, no, oh, man, stay away from sin. And I think
2: like, any Christian, I'm sorry, <laughs> I cut you off, Desmond.
4: I was saying I was
2: talking too much. I'm sorry. Okay. And I think, there, you know, uh, any Christian in their right mind would believe that causing you, I mean, um, you know, Practicing sin is abusing grace, um, which right. is why, the, I mean, the New Testament itself still states that mm. practitioners of sin, of sin still work, are workers of the devil, right? Mm. So we're not, yeah. you know, that doesn't give us, we don't get a pass to do anything. And if anything that we're supposed to do is honor the work that's been done for us to live a righteous life before him so what he did for us we are to pay that back to him in return and according to how we live now as i always say that doesn't mean that we're not going to sin but that should cause us to sin less because of the work that's been done on the cross for us and to uh chris's question like no like you know it's not a pass to sin simply because the law we cannot know what sin is without it right you know so the, that was the purpose of the law we can't know god's character without the law but we're mm-hmm. not under it in terms of earning it because the bible might acknowledge that we are to keep the law but i think the bible was also self-aware and knowing that we cannot keep the law yeah can i
1: just yeah. read this scripture right now because i i know you're about to go chris let me just read this one scripture um because it kind of piggybacks on what he's saying um in romans um six and fifteen It says, you don't got to pull it up either. I just read it. It says, what then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace by no means? Mm. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you were once slaves of sin, Have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness.
4: Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: We read that real quick because that kind of sums up literally everything we just said right there. Yeah. I, I had a uh
3: pretty much that I felt like was gonna cover the whole the whole topic as well. If you look at First Timothy uh one. Uh, Verse eight it says, but we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for the unholy, profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers. And if there's any other thing contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. So I think, again, uh, the way I started off with my answer to the question was uh, depending on which law we're talking about. And I think that uh, Paul sums that up because I like, you know, we of course we don't break the moral code. And I think that when he said <laughs> even Paul when he starts talking about how the law is good if you use it lawfully and then mm-hmm. he starts to list all these moral things like like no we don't break those things but not once did he mention anything from the mosaic covenant and I think that that's the point like you guys established earlier making sure you make a distinction between you know uh, god's moral eternal law and the mosaic covenant that he gave to the jews uh some uh 3,500
0: years ago or so. Yeah, Yeah. that's powerful. And, and I would piggyback on that too, man. Like if we look at uh, Galatians 5, you know, talking about now um, we, we are under the law of the spirit. Um, if we look at Galatians 5, I'm going to just pull it up real quick. Starting at verse uh, 16. It says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Before I keep going, I just want to clarify something too. If you have placed faith in Jesus Christ, sincerely placed faith in Jesus Christ, repentant of your sins and placed faith in, in the finished work of Jesus Christ. The Bible lets us know that you have been given the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, I think it's, um, uh talks about in Ephesians one, um, how we are given the Holy Spirit when we when we how when you were given the Holy Spirit, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit, When you heard the word of um, the gospel and believed or whatever. And so if you have the spirit, um, you are led by the spirit. There's no such thing as a as a Christian, um, a true Christian who has the spirit, who isn't led by the spirit um, because he who begins to work good work in us will complete it. Um, that's a whole nother podcast but um, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do verse 18 but if you are led by the spirit in other words if you have the spirit you are not under the law Uh oh. you are not under the law now this goes right again with What Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, though I'm in attendance at the Sabbath, I'm even doing the customary things. I'm not under the law. I'm here to reach these jokers and tell them that there's freedom in Christ. Wow. But he says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh, we don't live, we don't believe in living lawless. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurities, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, oh, no, it, it, it. <laughs> orgies, <laughs> and things like these. I warn you. As I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He listed all of these things.
4: You know what he Patrick, didn't list? Pastor Gab, I got a question. Did he, did he list Christmas? Yes. Did he list Christmas in there? Did he list
0: that Christmas? I don't see Christmas. I don't <laughs> see <laughs> Sabbath day. Like, and now, mind you, these are the, he's talking to people who weren't given the, the You know they they weren't given the law. They might have had Jews or Hebrews imposing the law on them and things of that nature, you know, because the church was, you know, a mixture. But he, he he didn't talk. We read where he talked about the Sabbath, you know, but he says he lists all of these things. And he goes on the verse 22. He says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, that joy, is I, I, peace. To find <laughs> no, it's not there. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Faithfulness would would have been a good place to talk about the Sabbath too. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That would have been another good place to talk about the Sabbath. Against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires man i mean we can we can go scripture after scripture um we can go scripture after scripture after scripture he said a lot of things he says he mentioned idolatry a lot of things y'all fighting for under that
4: Fighting for as far not, as what well. uh, I would say—that's what I
3: wanted to know. Like, what, which part are we fighting for? What, what, what idolatry? We said, we said, that. we
4: we said, you can keep the Sabbath if you want to. You can, matter of fact, you can wear fringes if you want. To. You know, what I'm saying, like, we we're not opposed to those things. It's just that when you try to put something under the new covenant and to prescribe it to everybody, that's where we have a problem with. That's what Scripture has a problem with. And so, mm-hmm. if you want to keep the Sabbath, baseballs, go ahead. We don't have a problem with and, that, but. Yeah.
3: And and just I, I guess this is a good time to interject this. Um we also we we mentioned how the Sabbath was a sign between the Jews and God. Um so was circumcision. Circumcision was a sign, it was supposed to be perpetual, eternal mm-hmm. between God and the Jews. Yep. Or it started with you know with Abraham, and then we when he gave the command to the Jews, I think in Exodus twelve. Uh yeah, to, it's like
0: Exodus twelve or eleven. He get yeah. I it's think like it's 12, or twelve verse
3: three, where he says mm. to make sure you you circumcise all your children. Hey, and if you don't, like they, you know they're gonna be cut off from the people. And so that was supposed to be eternal sign. Um, but then we see over in the new covenant, or I should say the New Testament, in Galatians, where Paul had Barnabas with him. Barnabas not being a, a Jew, and he you know basically refused to be circumcised. And, and there were Judaizers who were telling them, like, look, like, man, this guy gotta be circumcised or else, and, and Paul said, for the gospel's sake, like, we we won't for one minute, not for one hour, where we like, you know what I'm saying, budging or giving in to their demand. And so, the the <laughs> would, would, would Paul be accused of idolatry there too? Because he fought, he fought for not, You know, I'm saying doing something that was of the law. What what was the difference? What what
0: changed to where
3: Paul felt like he didn't have to obey the law? What changed that he that he had to that he felt like you know he he was going to be an idolatry? No,
4: I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with Chris. See, I've heard this renew, and I'm not taking shots at the brother. I know that's probably a genuine question, but. I've heard that a lot. It's like the new covenant is a renewed covenant. Yes, yeah, no, all not. love.
0: Ron is my brother, man.
4: Absolutely. All uh, yeah. But Jeremiah thirty-one tells us it's not a renewed covenant because he says, "I'm going to make a new covenant, not like the one not I made with your forefathers." Yeah. So these yep. are two different covenants. Yeah. Then the matter of fact, right. when we read, when we read how the apostles, how the early church, when they view. Um, the Sabbath day and these things, the Sabbath day is talked about 84 times in the New Testament, right? Nowhere does it says that the apostles ever kept Sabbath. As we talked about earlier, did uh, did, did Paul go and preach the gospel and the synagogues on the Sabbath? Yes. Why? Because he knew that's the, where the Jews would be. But nowhere does it says that Paul began to um, observe the Sabbath, right? So yeah. once again, the a new covenant is not a renewed covenant. Matter of fact, this is how I know this. Because when we read in Scripture, when we read um, Exodus chapter twelve, it talks about a Passover, and I see a lot of people out here saying a Passover, which is cool. But if you're going to do it according to the old uh, covenant, guess what you needed for the Passover? You needed a sacrifice also for Passover as well. Yeah, and now I know a lot of people's response would be, "Well, Christ is a uh, is a Passover lamb." I agree with that. Right. But if you're going to say true to the covenant that yeah. Israel, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna say uh, consistent to what the uh, the covenant that Israel agreed with, I believe it's in uh, uh Exodus chapter 23 or 24, then you have to do those things. You have to bring a sacrifice. You have to do those things faithfully. We can't pick and choose.
1: Yeah a, but so it's yeah. not optional. Uh you you are you're, you're in breach you're in breach of the contract if you if you stray from as it is written and in order for you to say you're in the new the new covenant, you can you can't be under the old covenant. Like you cannot serve two covenants. God made a covenant with Israel, and then he made another covenant through Jesus for all those who believe on him. You enter into that covenant Amen. through faith. Period. There's there's no two covenants, there's no renewed covenant that's yeah. there's a scrapping of the old covenant because it was unprofitable to us because yeah. we could not keep it. And there's a new covenant established in Christ's blood. Period. Like that. That that's 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 clear in the scriptures. We can go to those scriptures, but that that is absolutely clear. Mm-hmm. And,
3: and I just want to beat this home, like because I feel like for anybody who would argue that the Sabbath is still something that's mandated, again, I'm just going back to my comparison. You have to answer this for me why is it that circumcision because we we can clearly see in the scripture that circumcision which was commanded is and was assigned just as the sabbath
4: was done yep. away with
0: why
3: yep. is it
4: that and, why is it that paul refuses to circumcise titus then
3: you, you know understand? what i'm
4: saying I'm sorry, Chris. not for y'all didn't Yeah, no, no, y'all. No, you you're <laughs> absolutely. Right. Baptist preachers will say. <laughs> yeah, no. Real quick, I, 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 I think
3: it's, it's absolutely sad that, you know what I'm saying? I, that people get accused, that Christians get accused of, you know what I'm saying, being idolatrous or. or trying to like cling to something that God said we should do. Uh Gabe, I saw this a lot on one of those posts that you may actually pertain to the Sabbath. And it was it was brothers that were saying like, you know, like you're fighting for breaking something that God said do. And okay, he came to fulfill, not abolish. He didn't do away with it. Yeah, yeah we uh, hit on that yeah. earlier. Yeah. I know he I know yeah, Ron probably was fulfillment.
0: Watch.
1: Can I read the scripture on um, real quick? okay
0: yep, yeah yeah nice um,
1: on um, um, Romans 7 Romans 7 um verse 1 it says and this is this is Paul he gives an analogy on uh, to marriage and and how we're now married or, or espoused to Christ um verse one it says or do you not know brothers for I'm speaking to those who know the law that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives For a married woman is bound by law to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law. And if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. Likewise, likewise. Having died for that which held us captive so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code. And that's not Period. talking about
4: the law. And that's not talking about the law of sacrifice. That's talking about the law of Moses. The Period. I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and
0: talking and about, again, just, talking
1: about the Renewed covenant.
0: I'm yeah, no, yeah, nah, nah,
3: nah, so, and,
1: and I want No, tablets. It's so. It's so many scriptures Paul breaks this down in so many different ways to help you get it.
4: And and there's also yeah. Hebrews chapter nine when it talks about how um, the first is becoming obsolete. You know yep. what I'm saying? And yeah.
0: Of, look, like, look. I'm sorry. I'm I'm about to go there because I want to. I want to. I want to go there. Um, but while I have this pulled up, um, Galatians four, just mark that. Cause we can go through, um, Hebrews nine, because, because look, th- these type of, what I said earlier, and, and I'll probably say this again, when we're talking about, this is a weighty topic. And yeah. in my opinion, when I make, just like I told my Israelite brother earlier, um, that I talked to. On the phone, I was like, Man, when I make Facebook posts like what I made, it's usually because <clears throat> either some music or a podcast or some type of avenue where I'm going to actually flesh this stuff out is coming, you know. Because honestly, man, this stuff is it's challenging, I'm not going to say impossible, but it's very it could be very challenging to try to flesh out these type of topics on a Facebook post. yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because you'll be typing a book, whereas if you're talking with somebody or you're on a platform like this, hey, we can actually talk through not just what we're saying, but why we're saying it, give historical context and all of those things um, to to, um, press your point. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever, but I want to look at Galatians 4 real quick, Um, and I'm going to just share the screen because we're talking about the importance of distinctions and covenants. And, you know, um, I know Ron said it's a renewed covenant, but that's, you know, I, I don't think we see that in the scriptures when we from Jeremiah 31 to the other scriptures that we've already shared. Um, even when we look at Galatians 4 21, right? Starting at verse 21, he says, Paul says, tell me who desires to be under the law. Obviously he's referring to the law of Moses and we're going to see that as we read. He says, do you not listen to the law for it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants. Mm -hmm. Not a renewed covenant, or two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, Mosaic, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now why is he using an analogy of slavery if the law is good perfect and holy obviously he's relating the mosaic law to slavery not because the law wasn't good and holy and pure but because of man's inability to reach uh reach the standard of the law and so it led to slavery spiritually Right. And that's why we see Christ comes and he fulfills the Mosaic law perfectly. Or in other words, he fulfills it. Um, I already went over the Greek word uh, plero, which means to make full or to complete or to feel to the top. So Jesus fulfilled the Mosaic law from top to bottom, bottom to top. He didn't leave any stones unturned. That's all fulfilled means. He completed it. He yeah. he, he perfectly did it. So now um, he's re- in, in verse 24. He says, one is from Mount Sinai bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Verse 25. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem. For she is in slavery with her children, man, but the Jerusalem above is free and she is our mother for it is written rejoice. O barren, one who does not bear break forth and cry out loud. You who will not you who are not in labor for the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. So before Israel was established as a nation, God already had given the uh, promise to Abraham that a nation would come out of him. And of course, we know that was foretelling of Christ coming to be a blessing to all the other nations and all of that good stuff. Verse 29. But just at So brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. So what he's saying is if you're still trying to hold on to the old covenant, you're not going to inherit <laughs> um, the promise, which is uh, which is established and brought to fruition under the new covenant. The problem is when we say we are no longer under, and, and I just want to reemphasize this again. When it when, when when it when the scriptures say we are no longer under the law and we agree with the scriptures we're not saying that the uh law and the prophets are abolished we're not, we're not saying that they are brought they are vain and and have no purpose or, or they are um rendered vain as the scriptures would say that's not what we're saying. Because at the end of the day, the law and the prophets actually point to Christ and testify of him and, 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 and gives us a foreshadowing of, of, of Jesus. And so we believe the entire Bible. We believe the old to the new. Awesome. Give me all of it. Yeah. But in in giving me all of it, let's rightfully divide it too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Anybody else got anything to say?
1: Even that word you use there, rightfully dividing, <laughs> rightfully dividing. There is a partition. There is a there is there was a place in the old covenant where Noah um, was allowed to now eat meat, but before then they weren't allowed to do that. Rightfully dividing. There, there's times when God's instructions changed. Depending on um, um, what what era we were in or, and what covenant we were in, um, we, we're not to do the same things David did. You know, there's certain things that David was allowed to do that we're not allowed to do. David multiplied wives; we're not allowed to do that. You see what I'm saying? So the, the covenant we're under is what we abide by.
0: Yeah, so that's all and, I, and I would David even. To. And i would even make an argument with david having multiple wives i was i would make an argument that that was descriptive and not prescriptive in every scenario in every in so every long. scenario that where I mean. we see in every scenario in scripture where we see a man have multiple wives it never turned out <laughs> it, never turned, it never turned out good but that's a whole nother podcast too yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and i was gonna say <laughs> and
4: i was gonna say too um because uh mike uh no i'm sorry it was gabe have pointed out pastor gave no all of this points to jesus i think about john 5 and 39 right where he says y'all y'all search the scriptures and you can find eternal life he said but they all point to me to about jesus all right um and the thing is In in Matthew 5 and 18, after Jesus talks about how he has come not to uh, abolish the law, because once again, how can he abolish something? How can he fulfill something if he already came and destroyed it? No, it had to be put in place and he had to fulfill it. But then he talks about how the word of God will not pass away, not one jot more tittle. So that means we, we both hold, we all hold to the Old Testament and to the New Testament. But as Mike pointed out, we have to rightly divide. Uh, yes, we see the Ten Commandments. We love the Ten Commandments. But once again, under the New Covenant, and we talked about this earlier in the video, I can show you nine of those commandments where they're prescribed. We see prescription of it in the New, but there's one that we don't see, and that's the Sabbath day. Not saying the Sabbath day isn't evil, but we understand that the Sabbath day does not connect to morality at all. What connects to morality? Ceremonial. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like like it's ceremonial like like day is ceremonial, you know. But adultery and we see uh, how it talks about uh, honor your mother and father. These are the things of morality, you know. What
0: I'm and, saying, and I would even and I would even just to piggyback on that. Keep your thought real quick. We when we place faith in Christ, we're actually keeping the Sabbath. When when Jesus said, "Come unto me, all ye that labor." And I will give you rest. We got to understand, like, um, and I think Mike mentioned it earlier, when he said labor, what, what he was specifically talking to Hebrews. Yep. And so within that context, what is the labor, the keeping of the law, the feast, the festivals and all of the, the list of things that they had to do to appease God's wrath and. And, and not die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he says, come unto me, all you that labor, and I will give you rest. You know, that wasn't just, hey, come unto me and I, I, I'll, I'll be your buddy. No, he was saying, I'm going to give you rest for your weary soul. I'm a, I am what all of this is about. I am the Lord of the savage. I, and so when we put our faith in Jesus, the rest that Hebrews 4 talks about, when it connects the, the Sabbath to today, when you hear my voice, harden not your heart. And, and and all of these things that we talked about, look, I, I would say if you if you just tuned in within the last 10-15 minutes, you missed a whole lot. And um we we can't re go over everything because we I feel like we took our time and went through all of these things scripturally. From the old to the new testament. We didn't just stay in the new testament. We didn't just stay in the old testament. Mm-hmm. We went we went through it and, and and everything. And and I think that um we, we have to put Jesus in his proper place in our hearts. And I think sometimes what happens is um well, I won't say that, but anybody got got anything else to say or add? I'm sorry, go ahead, Daz, finish your point, man. I'm sorry, I don't want to go on a tangent, but and take away from what you were saying bro no uh
4: no nah, i was done man i was just saying man like at the end of the day it's it's all about christ you know what i'm saying and i know that sounds so, so elementary, but it's all about jesus and what jesus has brought into this new covenant so since jesus has brought us into this new covenant and i think one thing we have to remember and, and mike and chris and adrian everyone pointed out who broke the covenant Who broke the old covenant? It was Israel because of their unfaithfulness to not do these things, right? To uphold their end of the bargain with the old covenant, right? And so you look at now with the new covenant, you're trying to break us. I'm not talking about my man's, but I'm just talking about people in general. You're trying to place us back under something, but realizing the same same mold that you guys were uh, practicing, it didn't work in the first place. So now is it going to work now? It's not going to work now. But that's why we have to put our faith in Christ. Nothing else but faith in Jesus Christ. Not faith in works, but just faith in Christ.
0: And live by the Spirit. Good. We will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This I mean, good, it, it, it. it's, oh, it's so bad, good, bro. man. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Now, this just got I, me I, thinking, about, uh, thinking about contracts, man. And, and looking at the Old Covenant how it was bilateral, it's kind of like if i fulfill my end of the bargain and you fulfill your end of the bargain then this this contract or covenant will continue but then you see israel not fulfilling their end of the bargain so god annuls that covenant uh, if you continue to read in uh, isaiah 28 um they they then decide that they're going to do it anyway even the um the northern kingdom when they got cast off or when they went off they built their own temples and decided they're going to do it their own way and um, that brings me to the point I'm trying to trying to get at with, with people that's trying to keep the Sabbath today. There's no way for you to keep it according to the, the old law. There's absolutely no way to keep it according to the letter, according to as it's written. You you need a sacrifice, not only for a Passover, you need a sacrifice for each Sabbath day in the morning and in the evening when you yeah. actually read the law. It's not just, just don't work. Like there were ordinances that were tied to these laws and also judgments. So then, if you see somebody that's 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 underneath your covenant that's not fulfilling the the Sabbath, you are supposed to be the first to lay hands on them. You are supposed to be the first to, to stone that individual. So then, what are you really keeping the Sabbath? Like if we if we're really going to be honest about this, are you really keeping the Sabbath as it is written under the old covenant law? And the answer to that, of course, is no. So then, are you then like like the um? The Northern Kingdom, who went and built their own temples, who built their own temples and, and offered swine's flesh, they built their they, they 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 wanted to serve God in their own way, versus what was prescribed to them in the law, right? So that's what I that's what I see going on on um, people claiming to keep Sabbaths, people claiming to keep Passovers, no Passover lamb, nobody nobody's doing um um taking eleven out of their homes and. and it's a lot of things in the law, man. Like if you really wanted to go there, um, <laughs> like you talked about the mixed fabrics. Like if you if you claim to be under the law, now you're underneath the, the entire law. There's there's no picking and choosing. Like like my
4: brother you can't said, do, you can't do that. You can't do that. You great point, Mike. What I'm see, Mike. This is your fault. You don't got me hype. <laughs> all your, all your this is the problem, and I I hate saying this. But this is what happens when we read scripture from a westernized lens. A lot of Hebrew groups and Hebrew Israelites say, well, like y'all, y'all read scripture from a western lens. No, actually, no, 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 no. It's, it's typically them. How do I know that? Because when we start talking about, do you keep the law? Yeah, I keep the law. Then what you keep? I keep I keep Shabbat. All right, cool. What else you I keep Passover. You got to sacrifice with it. No, I don't do that. Okay, when you do Passover Shabbat, like do you have a, you have like a, a, a sacrifice with it? No, I don't do that. So you're not keeping the law. What you're saying is you keep the Sabbath day. That's cool, but you don't even do it to how <laughs> Scripture tells you to keep it. And if I talk to an Orthodox Jew out in out in Dearborn or out in or VA or somewhere and i talked to orthodox jew and they lying nah uh,
0: nah I, they
4: ain't the real they ain't the real jew they ain't the oh, yeah. ones you right brother my fault if i go to nah. uh if i go to another brother who kind of looked like us, but he orthodox <laughs> right right but then he but you be but you, and he real about it and he and he asked you like how do you observe the hmm. laws the, the statutes and the commandments and they lined the two up they're like brother you're not even real about it you false and i'm not talking about nobody on here but i'm just saying let's just be honest about us talking about we keep the law you you not cheating on your wife that's cool that's morally right but guess what you don't broke all 612 other laws just like daniel tells us in daniel chapter nine he says when he was praying to the lord he says lord we have broken your commandments mm-hmm. just because you keep one that does not mean keeping the law. in order to keep the law, you got to keep the whole thing and only Jesus Christ is doing. That's it. Hey, it's it's a lot of people benefiting from grace
0: and don't even realize it. That <laughs> it's a lot. Of, look, it's a lot it's a lot of people benefiting from grace and don't even realize it cuz like you supposed to be shoot, you supposed to be dead. If you don't keep if you don't keep these joints right, and if you saying we under that, like, and you and you ain't being struck dead or, or like, you benefit from grace, man, wh- whether you realize it or not. And, you know, and that's to anybody who's claiming to keep the laws and, and things of that nature. Like, I think that's important. We know that the Messiah was the sacrifice that replaces that ceremonial law.
1: That's not how yeah. covenant yeah. works. Like, yeah. like he... he so, so you, you think you think Christ just only fulfilled just that part of the covenant? Like that's not how, that's so not. So for how
0: the Christ so for the listener, so for the, w- before you answer that for the that's listeners, that's gonna be, it's gonna it's gonna be people that's listening to this on Apple uh podcasts and stuff, so they're not gonna be able to see the screen. But my brother Ron said we know that that the Messiah was the sacrifice that replaces that ceremonial law. But go ahead, Michael, respond.
1: So. I was just going to say that when Christ fulfilled the law, (laughs) he fulfilled the entire law. He was more than just the sacrifice. That's the biggest part of it. Don't get me wrong. That's the biggest part of it. But he was more than just the sacrificial or the, uh, the ceremonial portion of the law. He fulfilled the entire law. You cannot... If God, God said, this is the law. This is, this is my covenant forever. Like when you go into the law, everything forever, this ordinance forever. The only thing that breaks a forever, forever covenant is if the other party does not fulfill their part of the covenant. Like, for example, a marriage is a forever covenant, right? Until death, right? But if one of the parties commit adultery, that is a breach of the, of the covenant. That the right. other party now has a right to annul that <laughs> forever covenant. So then when you look at when you look at the old covenant, you keep seeing forever, 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 forever. Forever is only forever as long as both parties are in line with the agreement. If Israel breaks the law, now God can scrap that entire covenant and establish a new covenant. And that's what Jeremiah prophesied. Jeremiah prophesied that. God would establish a new covenant, not according to the old. It's it's so simple if if you just read the scripture.
2: I and good point, Mike. I just want to say if if it was just ceremonial, why would Paul take the time to write, hey, are we free to sin freely? Absolutely not. That's a big distinction right there. <laughs>
3: and and if it's if it's ceremonial, is is the Sabbath a ceremony or is it not a ceremony?
0: somebody want to answer that
2: <laughs> the, Sabbath
3: is is, is, the Sabbath is that def- would definitely fall under the category of being ceremonial like they're, they're, yeah. that's a ritual you yeah.
2: To yeah like Touché. good point That's a good he question no, he said no it's not ceremonial no, it's, but how is it not ceremonial if it's not reflective of God's character? It, it was, We're talking it was, about, you know, it it's ceremonial because it took place on according to them, it takes place on a particular day, right? So if it takes place on a particular day, how does that mean that is God's moral character? And and again, the and text
0: it just says, and it just simply means he sees from his rest, from his work. I mean, the, how is the, that moral? And,
3: the command of the Sabbath, the Bible says, is a sign. <laughs> a, a sign. You know what's
2: interesting about that that point, though. Seventh Day Adventists say to ask the same question. It's amazing how we have these doctrines that ask the same questions. I just want to say that.
0: Yeah. Interesting. He says the first. Uh, Ron says the first four laws are how we relate to the Father. And the last six are how we relate to man. Yep. i sure.
3: He's talking about the yeah. ten commandments. No beef there. Yeah, yeah, we agree.
1: We love the ten commandments, but it's, it's you have to understand what that rest is, what the Sabbath is. Matter of fact, go go to the um the law, um, the the fourth commandment, Exodus 20. 20. Ye who desire to be under the law, do you not read? <laughs> you gotta read it. You gotta read it and understand it, man. Because if you if you don't, then you, you'll be thinking that you're keeping it. One of the things we talked about how I used to be in the, the Hebrew Israelite um, um organizations and things of that sort. Um, one of the things you do is you deceive yourself. You deceive yourself into thinking that you're actually keeping the law. It's a self-deception. That's that's what that's what self-righteousness is. You've deceived yourself to think that I'm actually keeping this according to as it's written but then when you go back and you actually read it if you're if you allow God to teach you he'll show you that you're not keeping it like uh, like even even in the new covenant you know when Jesus goes he takes it a step further and say if you even think to lust after a woman you've committed adultery in, in your heart already and so so it's like even if you think that you're keeping that law yeah. it's you're not
4: he
2: went you're beyond not. it he went he went he went beyond the 10 commandments with that.
1: Yeah. Right. You got that scripture for me?
0: Oh my bad. Uh uh Exodus 20.
4: Yeah, that's what are, I uh, got the it. 10 commandments. <laughs> Exodus <All right>. 20. <sighs> oh, wait, Mike was ready. It sound like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got it.
4: <laughs> it's
0: pulled up. All
1: right. I wait it's kind of loading right now.
0: Oh, it's not on your screen?
1: I I got it on my other screen. I can read it. There it is. So Exodus 20 and verse 8.
0: All right, I'm going down to verse 8. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy.
1: Yeah, so going back to, to when we talked about the Sabbath being a ceremonial day and the brother said that it's not a ceremonial day, why is God saying remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Why is he saying to remember? He's taking you back to Genesis when he rested, right? This this is about what God did. God worked six days and rested the seventh day. Now he's commanding Israel, remember the Sabbath day, showing you that the Sabbath day existed prior to him saying, To remember the Sabbath day, meaning that this is not where the Sabbath day started. Right. This Mm -hmm. is the ordinance. This is the ceremony for them to remember the Sabbath day. So then he's going to tell you six days. Hey,
0: that's that's a great point. Very good. Very good. Very good point.
1: So six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord, your God. On it, you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. Four, this is the reason why you're doing this. This is the reason why you're doing this ceremony. <laughs> this is the reason why you're doing a ceremony. It says, for in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So you're doing this ceremony in remembrance of what God did. That's why Mm -hmm. we see a ceremonial thing. This is not established for all of all of mankind. This was established for the children of Israel underneath the old covenant.
0: Yikes. That's pretty, that's pretty, that's Uh, you. that's pretty solid. He says, keep going. We, I thought we went, but um, <laughs> I no, you I, think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think that's a <laughs> Elder Mike. What's up, Elder Mike?
4: Elder Mike in the building. Pastor Elder. Jason Smith,
0: man. Love you, man. And love you too, Ron, man. You That's my brother, man. You know, and look, in these type of conversations, I always tell people like I got, I have friends, my friends aren't just Christians or, or or even Christians that agree with everything I, or, or believe everything I believe with. Like I have friends and we, we learn how to love each other and still have disagreements. You know what I'm saying? And, and, um, it's all good, man. I I think that, um, when we look at the scriptures and, and everything, we, we all have to be open to correction. We have to, we have to all be open to the conviction of the Holy Spirit, because at the end of the day, it's a not it's not about winning an argument or a debate. I, I don't think it's anything wrong with debating or having friendly debates uh, in love, um, because I believe that's how we grow when we're challenged in what we believe and why we believe what we believe. And that goes both ways. Um, But at the end of the day, man, it's about loving each other, man. Um, and, and and standing on the word of God and rightfully dividing it, and um, you know, I think this is dope, man. Ron said, "Okay, I disagree. That's that is solely for Israel. If something is good for the Father, is good for everyone." Okay. Well, look, I, I would su- suggest not just Ron, but anybody. Um, like, if you joined in towards the end, go back and listen. Like, we're going on two two hours and two and a half hour hours, man um of of content yeah. that 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 has been put out and if you started listening in the second hour you missed an hour if you started listening have with like it's so much stuff that we that we can talk about and and what i want to do is i want to thank everyone who all you brothers for joining me um tonight to flesh out this stuff um i most definitely think we need to do this again and you know maybe talk about some other topics go go even outside of um um, outside of the uh, Sabbath component, and and get into some other things as well. Um, and, and so all love this way for sure, man. It's all love, Ron, man. It's number love. You already know, man. This this stuff is just and us. And what, go ahead,
4: go ahead, Dad. They, they One thing I was going t- to, t- to Pastor Gabe. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. I just wanted to say he
3: said he is started watching it on the Shabbat. Tell him it started at six o'clock today. So he can. can I
4: wasn't
0: going to say no. I don't think this. I
4: was going (laughs) to say, one thing I know for sure is that when we do, when it's Hebrew Israelites or whatever, it could be a a nation of Islam or Muslim, you know, typically, you know, uh, it is a sparring type of thing. You know what I'm saying? But I think if we do it in love, it could be fruitful. You know what I'm saying. I think one guy, and I gotta shout him out, the goat, Detroit legend, Elder Mike. You know what I'm saying he know how to, you know how to do that perfectly. You know what I'm saying where he gets far back and forth yeah. whether it's whoever, but he can do it in love and a lot of character. And I think Mike, if I'm not mistaken, you said that's one of one one of the reasons what draw you drew you into the truth about who Christ was.
1: Yeah, it, it's just how it's just how men talk, man. Um, uh, yeah. I I think we kind of. We kind of um, get away from that a little bit. Like men, we joke with each other, you know, and that kind of yeah. like it, it kind of breaks the ice a little bit. Like when you look at um Elder Mike's debates, even when he's talking to you know the Hebrew Israelites, he might crack a joke or two, kind of it kind of loosens you and, and, and drops your guard a little bit. Like, hey, look, we we're not battling, we're trying to understand the scriptures here. So it's 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 just a little jab a little one two but then we you know what i'm saying it it's nothing it's nothing personal as long as we keep it on the top of the scriptures i don't see anything wrong with with sometimes even even when you look at paul's letters sometimes he's being mad sarcastic like he's being mad sarcastic especially when he's talking to the corinthians he he, he he's he's being sarcastic but serious at the same time to let them know that this is a serious matter but he's like yo like y'all y'all got all the apostles y'all Y'all, y'all doing, y'all doing big things. Y'all, y'all doing big things, and I'm poor over here. He said, "Y'all, you know what I'm saying?" If we went to the script, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and and um and and I get it, but <laughs> but yeah, man, like it, it. I think it's okay as long as as long as you're not being disrespectful or intentionally yeah. disrespectful. Um, to mm. you know, sometimes break the ice. You know we're we all we all trying to get this right and i and i do i do believe that um even the ones that are in error they're they're trying to uh, understand the scriptures they just may be um learning from the wrong person or, or 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 whatever have you so
0: yeah we we all i think we all have presuppositions too when we come to the scriptures yeah. um for different reasons, you know, it could be um, the churches we've grown up in or uh, life experiences, um, disappointments, celebrations and all of all of these type of things. The families we come from, a lot of times these things shape our presuppositions. And I think this is why the Holy Spirit is so key as well, because um the goal isn't to fight to be right, but the goal is to fight to be in him who's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's anybody can win a debate. You can win a debate and be wrong as two left shoes. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if the goal is to really glorify Christ, um, you know, you should be willing to admit you're wrong. Like I was just telling a brother earlier today, like, man, there's things that I believe today that I didn't believe two years ago or, or, or even a year ago, you know, um, as I come to understand certain things, um, then, um, when I look at people who I may feel are in error or are not getting it and, and, um, a self-righteousness may try to rise up in me or, or, um a lack of patience may rise up in me. I I remind myself, you know what? It took me five years or 10 years to figure this out or get this revelation. If God can be patient with me for 10 years or 15 years, who am I to try to rush somebody else in their process? You know what I'm saying? You know, and so there, there has to be a patience and a grace, man. Some, some water, some plant, but God gives the increase. And so, At the end of the day man we we want to uh rely on the holy spirit to do the work uh in people and and use us as tools um to minister to people but also allow the holy spirit to convict us in areas where we may be wrong but listen man go ahead go ahead
4: i do want to speed up somebody in a process Hey Mike since when you coming to the D, man? When you coming up to Detroit? man? what hey, is boy. going on? Right, right. <laughs> what's going on? What,
1: I can't. I can't. Come on, I can't leave you Up there, man. We we definitely got to make that trip. As long, yeah. hey, set something up, man. Set something up, and 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 if what if I got it, if I got the time, we'll come
4: up there.
0: Yes, yeah, that'd be fire. We all got to break bread for for
4: sure. Mm-hmm. I'll be for in DC sure in for July, me. man. So maybe we can record this. Stuff. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, D.C. Is, is, is what, two hours from us? Yeah. Yep. If you, yeah, let me know when you come to D.C. Yep, absolutely. But, yeah, I definitely want to come to Detroit, man. I love what y'all brothers are doing up there. I talk about y'all all the time, Um, you know, because I got my fellowship here, and I'm just like, man, they doing some things in Detroit, man. I I don't know what it is, what y'all got in the water, boy, but but y'all go hard for, for Jesus up there. <laughs> I be trying to find people out here, bro. i Sometimes I got to go, I got to go out by myself. I be seeing Dez, man, you be going out and evangelizing. So I'm like, yo, I don't got nobody, but I'll go out here and, and hand out some flyers real quick. You know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Dez be out here, man. We we trying to put something together uh, with our fellowship, uh, linking up with Dez. We going to be getting out here in these streets, man, uh, share the gospel, man. And man, God it's just, God is doing a mighty work, man. It's marvelous in my eyes, man. Whatever, man. Um quick, hey, have, a man. Good, ha, have a good night, Ron man. Love you, man.
4: This is my last thing. I'm gonna say I'm gonna shut up. The funny thing about the evangelism, it was sparked because me and Adrian Mike, we were on the phone. I don't know if they remember this. This is like it's like sometime last year, early, early last year. And I was like, bro, like I want to get out here, but I don't know what's wrong with me. And we just came to the realization, we was like, man, bump that, we just gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? And so the, but this is why we do this, man, because it just sharpens us and encourages us in whatever whatever we're going through or just to do something, man. I appreciate y'all. For real. Yeah.
0: That's what's up, man. Absolutely,
4: Pastor Smith. We will. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, we gotta make some stuff happen, man. You know, it's it ain't nothing to it but to do it, man. We got the blueprint. We got the greatest blue blueprint. <laughs> So, listen, man, um, I want to thank you guys for coming on, man. You guys have been such a blessing. Um, Like I said, we got to do this again. And listen, man, um, if you're listening to the Path of Revelation podcast for the first time, like I said, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow these brothers. Um, um, Do do any of y'all want to share your social media uh, handles or anything like that? I know you got, um, Des. I know you got Christ Jesus TV on YouTube. Um, make sure y'all check out his page. Does anybody else have anything else to share before we, before I wrap it up? Any, anything? Going once, going twice. No, I'm joking. I'm
4: really on
1: Facebook. I don't got no YouTube.
0: So Michael, <laughs> M- Michael Sims on Facebook, Adrian Alexander on Facebook, um, Chris Gillum on Facebook, and Des Ingram on Facebook. I mean, that's, That's the best way to keep up with these brothers. That's how I keep up with them um, on social media, at least. But listen, man, I want you guys to go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave your prayer requests. If you have suggestions for future shows or anything of that nature, make sure you leave it there. I have content on there from merch to music to more a podcast just resources that lift up the name of jesus and that will aid you in your walk with the lord path revelation listen you guys i bless you in the name of the lord and you have been tuned in to the path of revelation podcast god bless you